coming up on this week's episode of RSVP. I wonder what this guy was thinking, just sat in his hot tub drinking by himself naked. I feel like we're just, as an industry, we're just really lowering the tone. Especially then when the limoncello comes out at the end. It's time for a little RSVP, the show full of rants and stories, visions and pains and so much more with special guests and fun galore. Hotels, destinations, nightmares and dreams, confessions and everything in between. So sit back, relax, pour a wine or whiskey, get comfy, cause it's time for RSVP. Welcome back to RSVP, the podcast for event planners looking for inspiration, ideas and industry laughs. Today's guest is Stephen McIntosh. (laughs) We just had this conversation about pronunciation, didn't we? We did, but thank you for getting it right the second time. (laughs) So, Stephen McIntosh, Client and Strategy Director at Audience. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. You are very smiley. I love a smiley guest. I'm I'm always a happy person. On the outside, smiling at least. (laughs) Just cringing and dying slowly in the inside. That's right, yeah. Figuring things out. So, as our listeners know, RSVP is an acronym, and we're going to start off with the R, which is for rant. Stephen? Certainly, yeah. I've definitely got one that might snowball into a few, I think. So, Excellent. Love <laughs> yeah. a rant snowball. Love a rant. So, my number one rant is clipboard warriors. So, when you're on an event site and you're, you're trying to get the job done... It's typically maybe somebody venue side that's the clipboard warrior, dare I say. <laughs> but not always. And someone that just wants to get in the way. Someone that sort of has a very different opinion to, on how things should be done. So even if you've kind of followed all the right protocols and done your risk assessments and, uh, and all of that, like people that just say no to everything. Like we always try and push boundaries in, in everything that we do. So I think the main thing is just being open to new ideas and saying, how can we make this happen? How can we actually bring this vision to life? Or how can we do this in the way that you're imagining it to be? Why would you be a no person when you can be a yes person? It's a mystery, isn't it? We had an amazing away day a couple of weeks ago and we had this fantastic speaker. She's called Pigar and she's from the School of Experience Design. She did this amazing session on attitudes and behaviours and and one of the sessions was about yes and rather than no but so it's all about sort of being open to new ideas so if you think that's not possible actually you can approach the question in a different way and actually look for a solution rather than just shutting it down straight away and that's how I kind of approach things really so actually just take a step back and think Mm. what are they looking to achieve there Because actually, there's probably a way we can get to that, even if it's not the initial thing that you're thinking. So yeah, just say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just say yes and. Yeah, just say yes and. (laughs) Our next section is S for stories, my personal favourite. So Stephen, let's start off with your favourite destination. What is it and why? We go everywhere, don't we, as event planners and, and sort of working in We this, do. In Hon- honestly, I, I basically have no friends left. 
because they're yeah. just like they're like I've unfollowed you from everything. I basically everything. hate you. <laughs> Ag- agreed, and then you kind of miss out on everything because you're going everywhere as well. So you're, you're the worst kind of friend, aren't you? Really? But they always say, "Oh, you're on holiday." It's I, I always say to people, "It's not a holiday," and then I'm like, "Okay, maybe it's a holiday," but we don't say that. To we people. don't say that, and <laughs> you have to be in, you have to be good at trying to make the most of those situations as well, don't you? Because definitely, typically, especially if you're going to somewhere on a quick site visit, you do see the airport and a few venues so it's not always it's not always glamorous but destination wise I actually went on an incentive trip once that my partner had just won. once yeah just, just once, once as an actual <laughs> delegate which was a real treat to actually go on one of those experiences oh, wow. as a delegate and to sort and even you appreciate it so much more when you are in this industry and you see every bit of effort that someone's gone to to sort of make every bit of the experience just so incredible. We went to South Africa and we went to uh, on safari down to Palamansburg, I think it's pronounced. Uh, stayed at an amazing lodge called the Ivory Tree Lodge. Um, everything was just fantastic. And as a destination, literally money can't buy experiences unless you have mega books. But we did things like sunrise hot air balloon safaris mm. hovering over lions wow uh, we did dinners in the bush in the evening where you're kind of surrounded by potentially all of these animals that are sort of sat meters away and you're experiencing the the local culture i think it's just so different to a lot of other things that that i've done especially through work uh, we've done I've, I've done lots in in europe and cities and and things like that and to go as a delegate to that um, experience was just phenomenal yeah absolutely phenomenal. not having to deal with any clipboard warriors being on the other side just full of yes people (laughs) so next up we have your favorite hotel experience Last year, we did a huge conference in in Lisbon. So went to Lisbon probably like five or six times throughout the the project and stayed in like beautiful five-star corporate hotels, which were absolutely fantastic for the work and and really beautiful. Um, After the event, we stayed on for a couple of days and went to sort of a slightly lower four-star, but it was much more intimate, small boutique hotel called Hotel Hotel in, in Lisbon. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like so the imaginative. I know. That must be a nightmare to Google. Uh, uh, can you imagine hotel the SEO on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it was a contrast from going from the beautiful five-star, sort of that absolutely fantastic for work, to this sort of more independent boutique-designed hotel that had all of the materials locally sourced. Everything was just so Lisbon in that mm. hotel. Mm. From the moment you kind of walk through the door, you know, there's port on the side, there's local treats on the side, there's a personal welcome. And the materials in, throughout were just absolutely beautiful and everything had been sort of designed for that space with Lisbon in mind, which just really stood out to me. And I think because we'd been to so many beautiful five-star work kind of hotels mm-hmm. to the contrast were just so noticeable um i'd really recommend it to anyone in lisbon it was a really good sort of reasonable price as well and in 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 the back of the hotel had this sort of enclosed courtyard 
and I've just never seen as much greenery and plants mm. sort of 20 metres in the air and, and this pool in the middle. It was, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. It sounds divine. And, you know, in we're so spoiled, I think, in our industry that often people will hear that they're going to a four-star. I've had people actually say this to me and they kind of recoil just being like, oh my God, a four-star, that's going to be terrible. But some of the best hotels I've stayed at have been four-stars. So I feel like, don't knock it till you try it. Agreed, yeah. Say yes. It's, it's, I think it's mainly service-based, isn't it? So I think five-stars are obviously great. And, you know, if you, if you go to a five-star, you know what you're getting. And maybe that's the benefit of the five-star, especially if it's in a group or a chain. You know what it's going to be like. I think the real benefit and the, the, the standout thing for a good four-star is usually that it's a little bit more unique and, and personalised to that location, mm-hmm. which which means that you get that sort of friendlier service from the staff that maybe is just a bit more authentic than, mm-hmm. the, than the five stars which are going for the mass broad appeal, mm-hmm. which is also fantastic. So, yeah, don't knock it till you've tried it, I would say. Absolutely. <laughs> Try hotel, hotel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Holly Rubenstein, the host of the Travel Diaries podcast. I am the keynote speaker at this year's CNIT Incentives Retreat, taking place from the 11th to the 12th of December at Chewton Glen Hotel. There's still time to register for your free delegate pass through the link on this podcast page to come and hear me speak about the evolving landscape of luxury and leisure travel and how this can be applied to incentives. See you there. Next up, we have your favourite food experience. And this is always such a hard one because we eat so much great food, don't we? We do. Yes, we do. I've, I've got to say Italy, I think, because I just love every bit about the Italian cuisine and culture, really. So you can just go anywhere and you know, even if it's sort of real entry-level restaurant, you know you're going to have the best pizza in Oh, it's in, never going to be rubbish, is it? No, like... it's never going to be rubbish. And you can just sit on a sort of, on a square in a sort of bustling atmosphere, having an Aperol spritz and a pizza. If I was going to pinpoint one, I'd probably say somewhere like Cinque Terre. In... I love the pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? That took a while, especially with my Yorkshire accent. I had, <laughs> I had the YouTube sort of playing out that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, in Italy, everywhere you go, you can just sit on the coast with some simple but beautiful food with a glass of wine or an Aperol spritz. It's never disappointing. And I love like when you go into a restaurant and you get these really rustic ones where it just feels like you're in someone's kitchen and there's always like a nonna like in yeah. in the kitchen, like just making pasta from scratch. And it's I know that sounds really cliche, but these places really do exist. And I just I just love Italy. It's just always like surprising and charming always and, surprising. and amazing. Especially then when the limoncello comes out at the end. Oh my gosh, the limoncello. <laughs> no meal can end without limoncello. No, no. <laughs> and you end up sort of rolling out of the restaurant half because you're full and half because you've had too much to drink. <laughs> up next, we have V for Vision, which is your dream event. No holds barred. No holds barred. Yeah, dream event. It's so This is a tricky one because we do so many cool things and we work with so many clients that literally do let us run wild with our vision. But um, I, I think in terms of a personal vision, I would love to be involved in the design 
of a new type of South by Southwest or Cannes Film Festival where... Good choice. Yeah, <laughs> where the creativity is obviously there because the content and the topics at both are just so fascinating and the, 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 the guests are going to come and the speakers are going to be there and the, the settings for both are amazing and I just imagine how much fun you could have taking them to the next level and bringing different brands' visions to life it would be absolutely amazing. But I'd only like to do that if you could just do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd want to sort of... Say yes to everything. Cherry, yeah. yeah, say yes to everything, but cherry pick the best bits, work with the best brands um, in the best settings and, and, and to work with talent as well. So to mm. work with world-class talent, maybe some from the past. I know you mentioned that before, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like death, death is not the end on uh, RSVP. No, death is not the end. <laughs> What celebs would you would you have at this event? Are there any kind of big names that you think, yeah, they'd be perfect for this? I think inspirational speakers. It'd be good to see the likes of like Steve Bartlett. He does a lot anyway, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I, I really like the guy from the Gymshark brand. I really like his story and, and everything that he's done. Tend to really find people with an interesting personal story that have not necessarily come from the most privileged backgrounds and mm-hmm. that have used their entrepreneurial spirit and vision to create something unique, the, the most interesting kinds of people. So, um, yeah, I'd definitely lean that way. No Nepo of, babies. No Nepo babies. That's, that's where I'm going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to say there's anything wrong with Nepo babies, but it's certainly not as interesting as, as listening to somebody that's, that's fought their way up the ranks through thick and through thin. Lastly, now we have P for pain. <laughs> oh, this is the interesting one. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah. I think I, I like to think people love this section. I really do enjoy reading them, so please keep sending them in. So I'm going to read this out, and you can react whenever you like. Dear Charlotte, we all love the various perks that come with staying in a hotel room. But some people just don't know where the limit is. Oh, God. (laughs) One delegate in particular always springs to mind when I listen to RSVP's other confessions about event attendees who take the mick. A couple of years ago, I took a group to a hotel up north, which was pretty (laughs) unremarkable, aside from the fact that for some inexplicable reason, every single room had its own hot tub. Sounds, wow. sounds dreamy. <laughs> how can they say? <laughs> how can they say it's unremarkable? unremarkable. If every room has a hot tub. I'm completely yeah. baffled by this. I want to know where. I wonder it is if well. that hot tub was inside the room. That sounds. I think so. Yeah, a little bit random. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit seedy. It, it sounds very seedy. I wonder if it was on the A1. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I couldn't wait for some downtime so I could pour myself a drink from the minibar and take a nice long bubbly soak. But someone always has to ruin it. Late into the evening, after a very, very long day, I'd put my relaxation plan into action when suddenly the phone in my room rang. I was being summoned to one of the other rooms. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He had completely flooded the room and the hotel had been alerted to his misdemeanour because the flooding had gotten so bad the ceiling of the room below him had started to leak. Oh my (laughs) God, oh my God. The drunken delegate was in no state to help himself so several stronger staff members, on my instruction, 
had to haul him out of the tub. <laughs> Regrettably, for both us and him, there was no time to worry about covering his modesty. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, firstly, I'm glad he was alive. <laughs> Me too. I Me thought we too. were going down the Whitney route there. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I think there's lots of remarkable things about that story. Hot tubs in a hotel in Yorkshire, in, in the north. I'm from Yorkshire, that's why that came in. Wow, this guy. This isn't about you, is it? No. Oh my gosh, how did she find out? <laughs> how embarrassing. But hang on, are you the man in the tub or are you the planner? <laughs> well, I guess it could be either. It could, we'll no, never know. I've got to confess, it isn't me, it isn't me. But it could be from, It could be somebody from audience. It could be, could be RMD Alex. Um, wow, I mean, yeah, that's just incredible, isn't it? Can you just imagine being that person waking up oh. the following day as well? You know what we had? We had a person exposing their their bits on last week's confession. So maybe I it's just, an event planner thing. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's an event planner thing. But um, I feel like we're just, as an industry, we're just really lowering the tone, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder. That's. I wonder what this guy was like thinking, just sat in his hot tub, drinking by himself, naked. And how did the hot tub get too full that it overflowed? I feel like... There's he, so many unknowns in this story. Is he okay? Is yeah. he, we just don't know. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be much sympathy from her towards <laughs> him. There really isn't. Why is, why is he doing this? <laughs> so this person then goes on to say... Oh, that's, that, not, that's not the end. It's not the end, not yet. The best we could do is wrap him in a towel and put him to bed while the hotel staff cleaned up the worst of the overspill. Meanwhile, I had to stay up several hours longer cleaning up the offence and internal relations chaos he had caused. <laughs> they end with, I never want to see another hot tub as long as I live. <laughs> I think that's the saddest bit of this, yeah. isn't it? Ruining hot Ruining tubs for someone. Love. Oh, well, at least put it outside. That's why they're outside, right? Exactly. Who puts, <laughs> who puts hot tubs in rooms? I did stay in a hotel in Amsterdam, actually, with a sort of massive hot tub in the room. I'm not surprised it was Amsterdam at all. (laughs) That's maybe giving too much away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel feel for her. Yeah, to not love hot tubs anymore is is quite an impact, isn't it? It's really sad. Yeah, really sad. It would literally ruin all my birthdays, because my favourite thing to do on my birthday is hire a hot tub and just... Just get in with all my friends. And, and sit for hours. Yeah, until yeah. You're shriveled. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sit there till I'm a prune. <laughs> yeah. I'm still quite concerned for the guy though and the lack of empathy she showed for him. Me too, me too. I think maybe we need to find out who this is. If anyone knows who this is, please get in touch so we can check he's okay. Yeah, at least still alive. <laughs> and what happened the next day? Sadly, there's no more info. This is a frustrating thing. I yeah. feel like it's always a, it's an unfinished story. Yeah. Whoever sent this in needs to send the rest of the story, please. Yes, so we, please. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you very um, much. It's been really lovely to hear all your stories and we've really enjoyed having you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank you.